I have people say this where they they got they're like, well, I'm worried that I'll uh, they'll I'll, I'll get a, a mean response. I'm like, well, aren't you worried about that anyway? You're interrupting someone's day. Why wouldn't you rather put some effort in? You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to the Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers here, and you know where you are. You're in the one place in the entire internet universe where people will come on and talk to me and tell me the truth about how they're doing what they're doing so that you can glean some wisdom and apply it into your business. And man, this is interesting. My guest today is John Bookin. He's got a new group on that Facebook there, which I'll try to talk him out of soon. But it's called Charm Offensive, and it's really cool. It's about how to send cold emails that can't be ignored. Now, that may sound a little like, yeah, okay, yeah, great. You people can claim that. The reason John's on the show today is because John did what he preaches. He sent me a cold email of which I get many, and he wanted to get my attention, tell me his story, and invite himself on this show. Now, just you know, to give it some context, I don't know the exact number, but you know, four or five a week, I, I get you know, people inviting themselves to come on the podcast, which is fantastic because it makes booking a lot easier, and it means that we're you know, the show's popular, which is great. Now. The thing about it is when you get that kind of volume, you start to see the good and the bad way to do this. And as you might have mentioned, it might imagine, as most things, very much an 80-20 in effect here, and 80% of what I see is bad. It's ignorable. In fact, I'll tell you a story. I just had a person write to me. It was a PR hired person inviting someone I very much want on the show and have asked to be on the show before, and they pitched this person. It was not that it was boring the way they pitched them, it was that it just sounded like every other pitch. This person's got an amazing story because of this and that. And, yeah. and I would have ignored it, but I happen to know this person and want them on the show, so I was like, okay, this is convenient. But I, you know, there was a ton of back and forth that shouldn't have been there between my producer and them. Point being... It is not a simple thing to do to cold email somebody, get their attention in the right way. There's way more bad examples of how to do this than good. So I'm going to read you what John wrote me and because I want you to have an idea of how this works. And so I'm not going to give any conjecture along the way. I'm just going to read to you what John wrote me so you can see what worked when, again, you know, you're trying to reach people who get a lot of people after their attention and I'm sitting there on my back porch I think I just finished a mastermind call and I looking like on my phone or, or laptop through emails and this is what I see the subject line is the drunk cold email that made me a million pounds in revenue Kevin I wanted to introduce myself in a way that shows I'm succinct clever and witty alas I wrote this email instead 
<laughs> Love your podcast. Really enjoyable. Thank you. I just discovered it recently, and I'll be listening to as many of them as I can. Okay, this is a bit of a ramble. Apologies. I've attached a few images. These are just these are just screenshots of a few responses to my direct mail and cold emails. I started keeping these and have hundreds of them saved. This is this possibly shows my insecurity. <laughs> I used to run a digital marketing agency, and one year in, my word of mouth leads dried up. Desperate and drunk, I wrote an absolutely absurd email. I woke up and still thought it was a good idea to send this completely absurd email to very busy senior marketing directors at global brands and corporations. I spent six emails. I sent six emails manually. It wasn't long before I got two replies. Both of them were highly complimentary, but telling me they already had agencies in place. Then I got another response. They wanted to meet me. I couldn't believe it. The email I created should in no way work. It was out of the ordinary and weird and ridiculous, yet it did. I don't even personalize my emails other than the first name. I won't give everything away right now, but it involved this picture of a ferret and bunny ears as an attachment. <laughs> it's a hilarious photo. I began sending to larger number numbers of key prospects, and every time I did, I got the same result. Lots of very praiseworthy responses. Some of them wanted to meet me immediately. Some said to stay in touch, and some were the most com complimentary rejections one could ever get. Many expressed regret at their current contractual obligations with existing agencies as they'd love to see what we were about. I was able to get meetings with senior folks at gigantic brands that my small agency had no business being in a room with. Cringy name drop, Red Bull, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Barclays, HB, HSBC, Hewlett-Packard, Semantic, British Airways, and tons of others. I'd accidentally created something very successful. I'd accidentally been clever. I figured out what I'd done. I reverse engineered it and figured out why it worked. I can't explain it in simple terms, but I can intellectualize it if needed. I started sending a clever direct email piece to prospects before my cold emails, which was even more effective. My follow-up emails would often get open rates of 80% plus. I don't run a digital marketing agency anymore. Now I run a company called Charm Offensive. You can probably guess the service I offer. I've recently started a Facebook group, which will help folks with their direct mail and cold email efforts. I've attached some screenshots summing some of my students' results after following my advice. And then he lists the reasons. So why the hell am I writing to you? Number one, I really like your podcast. Number two, I think I would be a great guest. I've done a few podcasts before and the reception was good. I'm a pretty gregarious guy and I think we'd have a good conversation. I think I can offer unusual services to your audience that nobody else is offering. I've looked and can't find anyone else teaching this stuff. Number four, I want to grow my Facebook group into a bustling community that helps people who want, want more meetings. Anyone with a smartphone, heck, even a pen and paper can open opportunities. And number five, I can't end this list on number four. Five bullets just looks and feels better. <laughs> okay. I hope that wasn't too painful. Thanks for reading. Fingers crossed. Either way, thanks for the podcast. Keep up the great work. So, and then says, stay, stay vigilant, John. John Buchan. So, John Buchan, thanks for being here, man. And hopefully that felt good. I, I should have had you read it now that I think about it with the British accent and the, and the whole bit. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah, hello, man. Thank you for having me on. No, that, that sounded beautiful. Thank you very much. So I read this so that because I want the listener to, to see how this is done well. And I, I just want to 
let's you and I reverse engineer now this email you sent me a little bit, okay? We'll just sure. we'll just start out with the case study, and I'll, I'll tell you why it kept me reading. So obviously, you got to laugh right out of the gate. First line was great. Reminds me of a Steve Steve Martin esque. I can't remember the exact wording, but forever he would hand out cards to people, you know, because obviously people always ask it for his autograph, and it would say something like. I met Steve Martin and he was amazingly witty and profound or something like that, you know, and then he would sign it. I just love that mix, that blend of sort of, you know, self-deprecating, you know, wit that all at once is disarming, but proves the point that this person actually has a personality and a sense of humor. Do you always open your emails with a line like that? Uh, yeah, I, I think the first the first line is vital. I've I've got to get your attention, and a, a joke in that format, being self-deprecating, it, it's the most. There's no risk in humor like that. There's no way someone can be offended by me mm-hmm. mocking myself. But it, and at the same time, it does prove a point. Like, okay, this is interesting. You got, I'm going to get you to the read, get you to read the next line. So usually, um, I, I, I do like that line, and the, it, it's based on. Um, it uses, I think it uses uh, triples if we talk like stand-up comedy yep. formulas. And it's based on a line of, uh, I, I'd, I really wanted to introduce someone tonight that was clever, witty, and, 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 and brilliant. Uh, instead, we've got, so yeah, it, it uses right. that formula. Right. And uh, I do like it as an opener. Often when I'm doing sales ones, I'll use something a little bit different. But it's very important to get that laugh or smile or even a smirk in the, in the first line. And uh, it's a different cadence to, I imagine, what you get from other people that, that approach you. And it being distinct is important, definitely. Absolutely, yeah, it's really effective. And all right, and so then you go to Love Your Podcast. And I, I like how you did that because obviously that's sort of, you know, influence one-on-one, right? Or persuasion one-on-one. It's like compliment somebody, make them feel good. But I like how you are honest. You, you, I've had people in the past, you know, say how much they love the show even act like I've been devouring them, right? And then you say something like, oh, really, what was your favorite? Ah, well, I haven't had a lot of yeah. time, you know. And it's just like, ah, oh, come on, man. You blew trust right out of the gate. It's, yeah, you but, get called out on it too easily. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. To be, to be honest, I found it recently. I like it. But, uh, you don't, you, you know, you don't have to go that far. Like, why, why, why do you – some people think that all of this is about kind of still like trickery, and it, it's not at all. It's really, you can be honest. Absolutely. Uh, and that's far more effective. Totally. And then, so, uh, actually, the one line I would remove from this email, if it were me, you apologize for it being a bit of a ramble. Because if I'm just really busy and scrambling, I'm like, ah, I don't have time for a ramble. You know what I mean? E- even though you've won me over with, with wit already, and that's why I'm bought in, it's okay. But I think that's one line that if you just removed it, it would be even more effective. And you yeah. just right, right went into I've attached because what got me was I've attached a few images. Well, now I have to look. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. got to got to see what they are, right? I, th- I think I was just genuinely very apologetic that I'd sent you a long email, and because uh, <laughs> yeah. people say like with cold emails keep them short, and I, I don't really agree. Like if you're entertaining, you can have yeah. them longer. But I was like, oh, I, 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 I'm going to. He, he has got to read all this. I have no idea if he's going to enjoy this or not. So right. that was just me probably being overly polite. Yeah, that that's all. No harm in it, but I think again, you might not yeah. just get right to it. So, so that that was really smart. 
like it's interesting because you told me that you you haven't studied traditional copywriting. You're using you know so many tactics instinctively, and I always say when somebody's good at copywriting, they they get good fast, right? Yeah. And the reason is is because there's just a set of sort of principles behind effective copywriting that you you sort of either have carried around with you through life and have observed and put into use in your life or or not. Yeah. And, and I, clearly that's the case with you. Rory Sutherland, who's the vice chair of Ogilvy, a guy that I look up to a lot, he said the same thing. You've instinctively somehow got this. And uh, I'm not sure how. I, um, I like to think of it as, uh, I think it's the comedy stuff, the being obsessed with comedy. Because mm-hmm. I think the humor is a pattern interrupt. And uh, I, I think that's where it comes from. Uh, humor is like off the beat, getting people's attention that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you probably know better than me on, on, on that. Yeah, no, it is. It's, well, just to talk about stand-up for a second, what's interesting about the process to me is it's like there's there's two modes. There's, because I do a, a workshop every Wednesday. I'm fabulously lucky to have, live in a town where a lot of great comics get together once a week and we workshop each other's you know material. We We bring new ideas and you can leave there with like a a 10 minute honk, you know? So that's one mode is just writing, thinking through it, taking almost like a practical approach. But the idea usually comes from some spark of inspiration that is a little sort of, you know, otherworldly. And then when you get on stage, it's a totally different scenario all over again, you know? And it's really the best lines typically come from, something that happens on stage you know entire jokes will happen just on stage and you'll always use them the same way because there's never a better way to say them you know yeah but they couldn't you couldn't sit down and tap your 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 pen against your notebook and make that moment happen it has to be that energy yeah and the 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 create creative impulse that comes out in that in that moment yeah it can only be yeah can only and that's why you know you can only get better as a copywriter by writing. And I would say, add to that, writing something that's actually going to go live, right? And, and need conversion to prove itself. And in that same way, you know, a musician can only get better when they're laying down tracks or they're performing live. And a stand-up can only get better with stage time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you. But my favorite line of the of the email, and then we'll move on, is because this is such a comic thing. So, well, first of all, you really got my attention. It's just so honest, and you say, you know, desperate and drunk. I wrote an absolutely absurd email. <laughs> it, but you know, I, I teach a, a formula called identity struggle discovery surprise is a joke formula, right? And that one sentence sort of has it all. Like, you know, you, you've already identified yourself, but you, it, so you're a guy running a digital marketing agency. The struggle was word of mouth leads dried up. And then so you discovered that you, you know, you got drunk and wrote something. The discovery happens the next morning, right? You yeah. woke up and still thought it was a good idea to send this completely absurd email to very busy senior marketing directors at Global Brands and Corporations. That's the discovery is that, wow, I actually may follow through with this. Because so many comics wake up 
with some, something scribbled on a napkin that just makes no sense the next day, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, of course, the surprise is that it worked. You sent it out, and it and it worked. Love it. So let's talk now about you know what you want to do with this. It's one thing to have, like we've just talked about, you, you sort of possess this unexplainable ability to 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 execute at this level. And that is the knock on people with talent. It's the intangible aspect of it. And so now you've sort of taken it on this mission that I think I can teach this, right? And you're starting this Facebook group and you've been, it's only a month in, but you've, and I'm looking at some of the threads and what are you finding when people try to incorporate what you teach into into their own uh, material? It's 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 been interesting actually, because I've been doing uh, to to grow the group. I I do sort of incentives or bribes where if they invite, I say if you invite ten people, you win a warm, warm fuzzy feeling because you've done a nice thing. Thirty people, they get an email cheat sheet, and fifty, I, I do a call with them, and uh, I send them my uh, ebook which has got templates in it, and uh, and then I'll review their copy. And it's interesting. There's some people that will just get it immediately, and it, it won't even be a just a edited version of my template. They really made it their own. Mm-hmm. There's one example, which I, I, I haven't shown it, but she was really successful. And it's like the most you go girl version of my template. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it, br- brilliantly done. And then there's others, which it, it's just they've barely edited it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it shows that I don't know. Obviously, some people are more natural writers than others. Some people have more unique personalities than others. Mm-hmm. There is a, a definitely a disparity in how easy it is for some people to get it, yes. and it's it, it's really weird. Sometimes I, uh, I I'm like this is easy to me. It's just I don't think about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm grateful I have this ability. So there's a yeah there's a diverse range of how difficult it is for people to grasp it, and uh, it's interesting to see how people apply it, and particularly for different reasons. People have different targets. People are using it to reach different people, or they're using it to get PR coverage or to book podcast guests. So it's, it's, it's really been interesting to see the range of how people are using it and, 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 and how, how well they can do it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think comedy and humor is one of those things where it's very teachable to, to the people who half get it. Yeah. And it's nearly impossible to teach to people who just don't get it. Right, right. Like you, yeah. you have to kind of get it. You have to have a sense of humor. You have to. You should probably have gotten a laugh a time or two in your life, right? And you, in, in, I, not unlike copywriting, we were talking about sort of having this instinct that that you have. But with comedy, I think there's a there's a science that goes along with it. it like we just talked about, there's there's the comedic moment where I'm sure you're a fun guy to hang out with, have a beer with. You know, I, I can imagine we'll, we'd be sitting around cracking each other up because that's where we live. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you do this, John, where you're you're sort of working a bit at any given time, right? Like you yeah. ha- have this thing you said to somebody and it got a laugh, and now you say it to a few other people, and it's you know, you've, it's just like this piece of material now you have in your life, right? Uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and and you're and you're constantly assessing. Ah, wow! It's, this thing's—it's it's not working. That was one little moment. I can't—I can't kill with it as hard again. Or yeah. it's ah, oh, I, I said it differently to this other person, and it didn't get quite the laugh, right? Yeah. 
And I've had lines that I, I don't understand why they bomb, and I keep bringing them back. And they keep... <laughs> <laughs> your friends are just like, dude, you got to drop that bit. It's not. Uh... <laughs> uh, and then there's others that it's, it just happens, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna remember. I'm remembering that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like the predictability of it. There's, that's kind of cool. Like, there's some things where I'll I, I'll just know it's good, but sometimes it. I do like that about comedy that even the best stand-ups they get a minute like i remember watching what's the jerry seinfeld documentary but he only gets a minute grace and then he's got to be funny and it's still a struggle for him and i I just like that i think it's the most closest thing to like justice like you can't you can't escape it yeah 100 percent. i love it and you know you're teaching comedy formulas in here a bit i love this post how to be somewhat funny (laughs) (laughs) and you, you talk about triples which is uh you know, pretty classic, universal comedy formula. And I love that. I'm actually going to use triples a bit. I'm doing a training this month in Copy Chief called How to Be You But Funny. Yeah, that's where, good. Yeah, yeah take it on. Because that's the thing is that it's not you don't have to quit being yourself. It's yeah. about enhancing yeah. who you are, right? And yeah. finding the moments. But, you know, you break it down nicely, it's structure, sensible, sensible, silly, right? Or, you know, it's like normal, normal, what? (laughs) And you have this great graphic of the one, two, and then, you know, a man with a pig's head, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, you know. So point being that there are formulas you can follow and the more sort of natural wit and comedic ability you have – that's when it gets really fun and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got to put the uh, – it's got to be the right distance of setting up that context with two and then the third one. It's like it's a relatively safe form of humor. It might not mm-hmm. end up being funny, but you can't – it's hard to get that wrong. But people, some people will be much better at it than, than others. Again, it, there is a natural knowledge of the rhythm there, that, that of the setup and the close. Mm-hmm. I, even though it's in writing – there's, there's definitely have making sure those variables are, are the right ones, the right words. Right. Yeah, there's some people are better than others, definitely. Yeah, and well, there's other things that can be learned about it too, which is like, what? Why are some words funnier than others? Right. Yeah. You know, obviously, hard K's are funny. You know, certain names are funny. Yeah. And the certain words, especially, uh, they've got too many syllables. Things like uh, bamboozled and hoodwinked and. Right. tomfoolery and all of these silly i think maybe sort of old english words as well right uh, then it's just unexplainably funny besmirched i love besmirched besmirched great word yeah right yeah hoodwinked yeah those are all it's colorful words you know and people take note of those so john what's this, what's the quickest way would you say is to screw up an, an attempt at humor i've uh, there's a few different things one is what i've noticed is Instead of being self-deprecating, it comes off as uh, like arrogant or mm. cocky. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, people have tried things like they they kind of say like uh, I think in a joking way they sort of make light of how awesome they are, yeah. and I kind of get what they're doing. But in text, it's like that could be interpreted wrong. Like in text, you don't have the your intonation, so that could be interpreted wrong. And another thing people get wrong is they use um, if they reference celebrities. So even if you say bring up. Trump, which in America will split your audience 50-50, even if you reach someone that's, you say you're doing an anti-Trump joke, and the prospect you're emailing is also anti-Trump, just the mention of him 
makes some people shake, even if you're mocking him. Mm. Just that reference. So you have to remember that that may not have the reaction you want. So I, I would avoid using particular like celebrity references. That you got to read being in, having things interpreted wrong. That's where you can go into danger because you haven't got your, your voice to uh, to give the intonation. I think that's most of it. Mm-hmm. And and also that this is a common one for stand up as well is, is is having references that people might not get. Like it, it's got to be specific and it's got to be universally understood. Like you know that when you do when you doing stand up, if you reference some obscure thing that you and your nerd friends know about. A, a group full of random people or a load of prospects on a list probably might not know that that obscure reference. So you yeah. have to reference things that are universal. Yeah, that's a good, really good point, especially in mass communication. You know, there's there's comics that they call the uh, comics comics. You know, but I've never been a fan of the guys who play to the back of the room only. You see that a lot in open mics. You know, there's those guys and their three friends in the back think they're the funniest dude ever and they think they're brave because they're doing this edgy material. But you you got, you know, 50 people sitting there looking at their watch, hoping you'll you'll be done. You know, it's just not that impressive to me. Yeah. So that's the hardest thing is making a group full of people all with different opinions and different lives. That's the skill is being able to be universally. Yeah. Funny, yeah. Yeah, and that's timing, rhythm, and like you say, choosing well your topics, and, and it's all about execution. Yeah, really interesting, dude. Where where do you where do you want to see this going? I mean, you've got the group. Are you looking at products, trainings? What do you yeah, think? Uh, what I wanted to what what I want to do is because there's so many people that struggle to get sales meetings and sales calls, and uh, so many people that. So much cold email and general business communication is just not good. And I never understood this. It's a weird thing that I found, the mindset of even people that have seen like the screenshots you've seen and they've seen other people succeed. And then they come to write in the world of business and they suddenly have to go into this super formal mode, especially yeah. if they're writing to CEOs. Like like CEOs decide when they become, say they get a job, they, they finally get to the CEO level. They don't suddenly go, well, I don't like to laugh anymore. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> it's just completely ridiculous. So, a, I would like to help people uh, get over that and, and be themselves more. I would like to release products that help, you know, information products and courses, and it might be coaching. I'm not sure. I'm figuring out all of this as I go along to help people achieve those goals. Not mm-hmm. only to get sales meetings, but to get PR coverage. I've done, I've used this same style to get featured in big publications, to get my clients featured in, in, in big publications. Mm-hmm. To whatever their goals are, the, the right words in the right order to the right people at the right time. You can get almost anywhere in life by, by, by doing that. And uh, I want to help people do that. And the, the other part of it is, is I don't think that the charm offensive framework or whatever you want to call it is limited to cold email or direct mail. Uh, I, I think you can apply this to social media or uh, content or personal branding. So at the moment, I'm trying to maybe giving away a little bit more than than I should, but I want to uh, I want to build a following and I want to build mm-hmm. a new business out of this. And uh, it feels great to help people so much more than helping big corporations with this kind of stuff. It does feel better helping just regular folks, small businesses. Yeah. And uh, also, I get the I get the glow of seeing these great responses that uh, my students get. Uh, but I don't have to deal with the clients they win. So <laughs> right. <laughs> win, win, win. 
I can tell you that's very rewarding because that's <laughs> that's been the change in my career in the last few years. Yeah, it's like even when when they're in the hell of it, you're like, yeah, I feel you, man. I remember I was like, well, well good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get to hang up and go get some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I help them to that point, and then a different coach can help them. I just that's right. Have, it's fun. Part. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. But I'm having fun doing this. Yeah, I've been in business in a long time. I, I let's talk about let's tease that template. Uh, by the way, I love I love that sort of scale you have it's all about inviting people in that's the reward system really smart if you're trying to grow a group but can you reveal a little bit about what's in your template i'd love to see that yeah so it's i do remember even though i was drunk i remember some of the thinking when i first obviously i've got lots of different things i've written up but i'm talking about the the very first one that i wrote Mm -hmm. i remember what my goal was and that was to i want to write something that is different to absolutely everything that this my prospects are getting mm-hmm. and i know what they were getting because even if you're an seo expert or a digital marketing expert even i as this would get people offering me seo via cold email so i knew what other people were sending and my goal was what can i send that is completely different to everybody else so from even from the greeting don't use dear or hello you know, grab a thesaurus. There's, there are funny words that you can use there. So I, I think I used it to you. Greetings. I love that because greetings, Kevin, who's, who says that? So immediately that's different. Right. Your sign off can be different. Your job title, you can be silly with that. But I think one of the big things is I often point out the I take advantage of the fact that uh, say I, I send a cold email that they don't know who I am. My name. They don't know my name. So my subject line takes advantage of the fact that they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. And then that first line, I'll usually write something such as, you've never heard of me. And that's something we can both agree on. Yeah. And I'll find news li- lines like, I got your data from a list, gasp, but hey, you, at least you're list worthy. That's got to be worth something, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so I'm complimenting them on the fact that they're on a list. A, well, they've not looked at it before. They've made it. <laughs> I stole that actually. It's from Seinfeld, uh, Spongeworthy. I don't know if you Seinfeld, but sorry, Listworthy. That's where that. I can pick every little word out of the out of the out my emails and see where the influence has come from. Some of them, and really, the the structure of it is, and I've realised this lately, is there's just enough like make you smile that you've got a grace period of another like five yes. seconds yes. sales, and then I'm going to make you smile again, and then I've got another grace period, and there is just enough of that blend that a that makes it funnier because the humor is unexpected and that's important mm-hmm. but also the serious bits are there because that's the the pitch the problem most people do is there's not the funny bits there's just the pitch bits and you haven't got that 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 grace period right. so for me it's i always imagine what it's like to receive it and i was like yeah i'm gonna make them laugh there or most you know a lot of people laugh or smile there or smirk or even get get them to go that's clever mm-hmm you get that little grace period, then you can do a little soft pitch, then more humor. That, so it's just the right balance there. Uh, that That's the structure of the template. I don't know if that's enough. You can obviously... No, that's intent- good. It's, it's perfect. It, it makes me want it even more. And I, I tell you, that's exactly what you did in the email to me, is you, you kept winning my attention with, like you said, it doesn't have to be a knee slapper. It's very yeah. hard to achieve that with a cold prospect and text, like you say. Much easier to do in video and stuff like that, but in text, it's it's got to be every word has to count. And timing, I could see that you 
I could tell by the way this was written, even with the ellipses and different things, that you understood comedic timing. And that's exactly the thing. That's a really key point that John made here is, you know, get win yourself a few more seconds <laughs> and then it's like one of those video games where you have to get to the next, you know, dot so that it'll propel you, right? And then yeah. it's like it's like that. And I mean, you're right. I mean, this compared. Look, wouldn't you rather try to be witty or clever and and lose and miss than just send another boring lookalike email, right? I, I have people say this where they they got they're like, well, I'm worried that I'll uh, they'll I'll, I'll get a, a mean response. I'm like, well, aren't you worried about that anyway? You're interrupting someone's day. Why, wouldn't you rather put some effort in? Yeah. And so I always say that it's like that might happen anyway. And actually, it's weird actually. I've never I probably can count. I've sent, obviously I've sent countless of these. And over the last six seven years, I've, I can count on my hand how many negative responses I've I've had. Mm-hmm. And one of them was actually this is the worst marketing email I've ever received. And then before I could reply, he actually sent a follow-up with, but the irony is not lost on me that I've replied to it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's the thing. That's it right there. Look, man, it's people are desperate. My friend John Carlton always talks about how most people, you know, walk around like Thoreau said, living quiet lives of des- desperation, right? And we're just begging for someone to come and and disrupt. Just disrupt our day in a pleasant way. Hey, it's Kev here, and I got something cool just for you. You know, we ask, what's the one thing you've done in your marketing that's produced the most surprising results on the show? And people give really cool answers. Well, I've taken what I consider to be 10 of the best of those answers and I've assembled them into one convenient download for you. You can get it at truthaboutmarketingshow.com. You know why I chose these 10? Because they're interesting and actionable. Things that you can listen and go, ping, 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 light bulb moment, and take it and put it into your marketing and see results immediately, okay? Go get it, go dig it, go do it. Truthaboutmarketingshow.com. It's free and it's yours. Hope you enjoy it. Last thing I'll ask you about, John, we're almost out of time here, is the images. Is that a rule for you? Is You always want to include an outrageous image? Yeah, and again, I didn't do this um, deliberately, but... The image is there because it, it, you can do so much with an image mm-hmm. that, that's just funny. So I usually I attach, you know, I often attach something that's just completely absurd that has no relevance at all. I'm not trying to be clever. You can do a lot with that. And, you know, I, I did a post on why memes are funny the other day because they, they, they have all of the premise in the, you know, in the, in the character of the meme. And then the overlay text is the punchline. So you can do a ton of a lot with those. I just think they, um, you don't have to. But I just think it's a it's an additional weapon that you can use that is unusual uh, and distinct. And that's another thing. The, this the other benefit of this is is you you are distinct. There is you and if there's you and another hundred cold emails, yours is actually looks better uh, the more crap they get in their inbox. Right. So the use of the image it's it, it's not definite, but I I always do it just because it's a it's such a potent weapon. The the copy and then the combined image. And if they if you can write some copy that's funny that's relevant to the image. It just adds to me, I, I can be more creative. And it's, to be honest, it's more fun for me to write as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Really cool. And so the group is Charm Offensive. The official title is, let's see, Charm Offensive, Effective Cold Email, Direct Mail, and Ad Copy. Yeah. I don't recommend many Facebook groups. I don't like Facebook groups, the structure of it. Yeah. It's really hard to keep track of the things you like and, you know, things can go, you know, you're, you're at 1400 members as we talk, which is really good for a month. Once this thing gets to five and 10,000, it's going to be a madhouse. And I would honestly, as, as your new friend recommend thinking now about building on your own property. Yeah, I'm trying to build a, an email list at the moment. So I'm doing that. I, I put like lead magnets and I'm building that up. And uh, here's the hilarious thing. I have no idea how to write warm. Like it's, <laughs> I, I'm sure I can, but it's so different for me because a lot of the humor is is based on the fact that I don't know someone. So I'm having to figure out the uh, how to write uh, to an opt-in list at the moment. But I, I definitely want, that's something I want to build up. And I don't know, maybe a membership site. This is probably something you can you can help me with because sure. uh, I'm making all this up as I go along. Totally. I think the Facebook thing is good just because it's always in someone's pocket. They get alerts. Yeah. And that's why it grows. But I understand that if Facebook decides to remove groups or just take their reach away, I'm a bit fucked. So it's not like that. It's just that it, it is meant to be distracting. So like like you said, that it that is the asset of it is it's guaranteed yeah. attraction. People yeah. are there, but. One thing I'm going to start doing, John, is like my members love that we're off of Facebook. And yeah. I, I've proposed before, hey, do you want us to start a, a, a sort of like an extension of Copy Chief on Facebook? And they're like, please don't. I, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, this is special. This is a place I come and I can focus, right? And yeah. it's just going to be weird and muddied if you go there too. So what I'm doing instead is I'm going to remind my my members to or it's you know tell them on Facebook what's going on in Copy Chief and you know with little you know targeted ads and stuff and they'll be that'll be delightful for them oh cool and then then they jump over to our place and they're like ah I mean it's like walking into a spa you could just ah it's it, and I guess you've got their attention there as well because they're not distracted by Yes, there's there's not yeah. blinking stuff and there's not ads popping up and there's not, you know, a scrolling list of what all their friends are doing over to the right and all that crap. Yeah. It's like the difference to me of, you know, I say, you know, Facebook is like being on the floor of a casino trying to have a conversation. And Facebook is, I mean, and Copy Chief is a tavern, right? Yeah. That's the difference. So, but, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff right right now. You don't you didn't just totally unsolicited advice. You, you, I know. I definitely, uh, I, I definitely will take that on board. I, I, I know that I've got to do it now that, now that it's taken off. I'm already thinking about this yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll probably have to talk to you about that offline, but I'm definitely, I definitely want to do it. Yeah. My response to you, I should read that as well, just so people could see how effective it was. And again, I'm sitting there sort of tired from a long call, just quickly scroll through emails. John wins my attention I literally CC'd my producer, Tim, on the email and said, so the top line says in parentheses, Tim, please read and schedule us. And then I said, John, well, you're on a serious roll because you just got me to read this email and respond to. And it says, took me about 20 seconds to become your newest fan. And I said, congratulations on having a personality and using it like the deadly weapon it is. <laughs> and then here we are. And that's exactly how it went down for me. It was like, I just... By the end of the short email, I was like, I'm a fan. So that's, that is something powerful. It can be taught. 
to, like we said, to the teachable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. So love it, man. And I hope we'll, we'll be talking more. And I'd love to check back in with you as this thing grows and see what you're learning. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I, uh, I really appreciate it. This has been awesome, man. Yeah, a lot of fun. We'll talk again soon. Cool. Thanks, man. See ya.